0: This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Guys, welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. I'm Jeff Fader, and before we get into it, let's take care of a bit of business. What do you say? Number one is Broadbeck Ironworks, makers of the 2x72 grinder. It's a great machine for knife makers, built by knife makers, but not just for knife makers, for metalworkers, woodworkers, sculptors. If you're taking away material, this is the thing for you. And if you go to BroadbeckIronworks.com, check out what they have. And with the blade show coming up, they have a lot of deals coming up at the blade show. Uh, they will have uh, free belt packs with the new wood belts. They're gonna have a free belt, a beveling table with all the packages, which is a great deal. I love the beveling table. Their new dual access tracking system, including with each pack, uh, package, free slack belt attachments included with the package, free disc sander included with the mega package. So you'll get $215 worth of free stuff with the max package, $445 worth of free stuff with the premium package, and $590 stuff, dollars worth of stuff with the mega package. What's so bad about that? Nothing. Guys, this is a great opportunity. Every time they do a blade show event, there's always these great, play, great things to do. And I tell you what, I had Vince on. We had Vince on uh, Knife Talk, and boy, they got some things cooking up at Broadback Ironworks. So we'll go check out what they're doing over at Broadback Ironworks. And um, you're down the blade show. Tell them you tell them you say hello. Tell them Full Blast says hello. Vince and the Ryan and Ben, all those guys are awesome. So thank you once again, Broadback Ironworks. Uh, don't sleep on what they're doing. Number two is Evenheat. Manufactures the finest heat-treated ovens available. They are awesome. Evenheat is the best. And I have a couple Even Heats. Uh, and if you want to see what Evenheat looks like or one that might do best for you, go to evenheat-kiln.com and check out what they have the solid state LB series all of them are meant to be for not only professional knife makers or professional people's heat, people heating up tools and steel but also hobbyists they have stuff that'll whatever whatever size you need you get one for your garage no problem no problem you want one for your industrial shop no problem they'll make you whatever you want and they have lots of great options so go check out what's going on over at evenheat at evenheat-kiln.com next is nordic edge dot com dot au these that's the nordic edge on Insta nordic underscore edge on instagram there uh they make pro tools for knife makers here in australia they're making the best stuff and they're teaching classes they also are the guys behind the original file guy with screw on carbides made from non-magnetic steel it never rusts and steel dust won't stick to it given the edge given the makers the edge since 2015 they're awesome and uh I really appreciate what those guys are doing. They're also very involved with the bladesmithing community in Australia, and they're also involved with guys like Big Mert, who's uh, one of the best knife makers around. He made a file guide with him. It's called the Big Mert File Guide, and if you go to knifekits.com in Atlanta, they will sell it there. So get yourself one of them Big Merts and definitely check out what they're... If you're in Australia and you're thinking to yourself, I want to be a knife maker, I don't have anything, go to Nordic Edge, see what they got, check it out, and then... uh, say hello, send, send your regards from us. You know what I'm saying? So they're awesome. And if you're in Canada or United States and you're looking for some supplies, go to uh, Maritime Knife Supply. They have everything you need for your knife-making needs. Belts, abrasives, steels, kilns, forges, press, heat-treating, ovens, anvils, Whatever you need to get started resupply. They're in Canada, but they'll ship anywhere with these, Take advantage of that exchange rate. Uh, lots of steel selections, and are, it's always growing. And Lawrence is unbelievable. And anything you need that you think you want that they might ha- not have, you c- get a hold of Lawrence, he'll get it for you. Uh, he's got all the T.R. Maker stuff. He's got he's very inv- invested with the New England School of Metalwork. He knows what you need, and he will get you squared away. So go check out what's going on over at Maritime Knife Supply. Next is Trojan Horse Forge, makers of the Stable Rail Knife Finishing Vice. Their vice is built in the heart of Texas, and these vices are designed to take your handle, finishing a whole new level. I just got a message from Evan, and he said, we've been selling a lot of vices, and they might not have them in stock right now. You know why? Because it's a hot ticket item. So you can get on their newsletter. You can check out what else they have. You keep an eye on what they're doing. Definitely get on the newsletter if you're looking for one. I don't know if they have them or not in stock, but they are like, they're making new batches all the time to meet your needs. You know why? Because the thing is awesome. It's built like a tank. It comes in a bomb-proof case. Got rubber everywhere. It can move 365 degrees. It is just dynamic. I have a couple of them, and every one of my knives goes on the Stable Rail Knife Finishing Vice twice. One to hand sand. It's got plates and rubber that'll allow you to uh, hand sand comfortably. And then the other is when the knife scales are on, you can uh, carve and sand your handle scale. So go check out what's going on over at TrojanHorseForge.com and check out what they have. But don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. You're playing games. You're playing games. Because when they're out, they're out. And when they get them, they get them. So go get yourself some of them uh, Trojan Horse Forge stable rail knife finishing vices. They off and they have payment plans, so don't worry about that. Uh, but definitely keep your eyes closed. It, it ain't, they ain't sitting around gathering dust. Those things, they make them and they ship them. So go check out what's going on over there, and they got more stuff coming down the pipe. Next is my friends at Baker Forge and Tool, bakerforge.com. That's and Tool on Instagram. If you're looking to make better knives or you're looking to put a little razzle-dazzle in your what you got going on, go get you some, some of that f- special stuff. I just, every time I make one of the Baker Forge knives and we put it up on the website, they it sells and it's like great. And it's like, I got to better make another one. And I'm actually working on uh, one from the Chevron pattern. It's a uh, chevron, uh, it's br- uh, uh, copper and, uh, uh, pattern welded steel. And then there's a core of a d c crv 2 And I know it all for, if you're not a knife maker, just like, what's that? It's all these jacket. It's, they're beautiful and they're easy to work with. And if you're a stock removal guy, this is the game for you. I'm telling you, it's super easy to work with. Everything comes annealed. The heat treatment schedule is spot on easy and you can etch it very easily with your gator piss. That's right, ladies and germs. Gator piss. Gator piss is their etchant that they designed. It's uh their own proprietary mixture that works great. I used it, and I was shocked at how good it worked. So go get yourself some of that gator piss, and use the promo code full blast if you go to Baker Forge. And you get ten percent off your order. And if you're in Europe. And you're just like, what's an alligator? Don't worry about that. It's an etchant, gator piss, gator piss. And you go get to some of your gator piss over at DIYEurope.eu. He's got a. Uh, they figured out a way to go over the hurdles of shipping, uh, fer- you know, ferric chloride. I don't know if that's an acid. I don't know what the hell it is, but that etchant, they get it over to EU, and they have it there in uh, at, at DIY Europe. So go get yourself some of that gator piss and stop playing and once again your customers don't have to know everything so you're spending a lot of money people are paying a lot of money they don't need to know the names of everything you use and why not just keep it between you and me and let me tell you what regardless of the name Gator Piss works amazing. Amazing. I'm amazed at how well it works. It's all ready. You don't have to mix it. You don't have to do anything. It's ready to go. So get yourself some of that Gator Piss. Get yourself some of that special steel. Get the chevron pattern stuff. That's awesome. The gomai, the raindrop, the bronze, the copper, whatever they got. It's easy to work with and they're great. Koi and the guys are really figuring it out. So get yourself some of that at Baker Forge. And put it at BakerForge.com and put in the promo code... Full blast, and you get ten percent off. What's the big deal? All right. Next is my friends at Total Boat, TotalBoat.com. They make it adhes- adhesives, paints, primers, polishing compounds for boaters and DIYers. They understand you; ne- they need your project to go smoothly. That's why they're constantly finding ways for their original products to be easier to use, more sustainable, and less expensive. I love, I love, I love my Total Boat. Um, they, I use the high-performance epoxy, and it's great for handle scales. Awesome. They have dyes that allow you to dye your epoxy, which makes life a lot easier. And they have lots of great stuff. And when you order stuff from TotalBot, they ship you with quart containers and half quart containers and the and the dispensers and everything like that and and total boat is really maker friendly and it's easy to use it's really good stuff i've been using total boat now exclusively for the past say five months and i love it and i've been using it and i've had great results so go get yourself some of that total boat and if you go to totalboat.com full blast that's uh, the way you can help me by supporting them, it's an affiliate code. So go to totalboat.com slash fullblast and you're gonna get a discount there. So check out what's going on over there. I mean you don't believe me, Keith Decent, Derek From Alden, Keith Johnson, Keith Mitchell, they're all Jimmy Daresta, they're all using Total Boat. So get yourself some of that total boat and uh you know stop playing. I mean it's enough. You've played enough. It's enough. That's enough. All right. So without any further ado. My next guest is fucking just me. So we have, well, we got a story to tell. I think I got all my reads in. I haven't done one of these in a long time, but uh, we're going to play a little bit. Uh, This might be shorter than my normal conversations, but I mean, that's just because it's just me here, right? So this week was supposed to be my friends, and, and I don't tell anybody, I don't tell, I don't pre-tell you guys anymore who my guests are, because it's, you know what, maybe it's nice on a Friday to say, oh, he's got this guy, oh, he's got this guy. I don't want to tell you anymore. What happens, happens. And sometimes things go south. And this week, I wasn't even going to do a podcast, because this Monday was, this Monday was this little, we're at Tuesday afternoon, the last 24 hours have been uh, stressful, They've been unfortunate. They've been a lot of things, and I'm going to tell you all about it. And it's the reason why my guests, Ben Snoor and Ben Kamon, are not here. Both Ben Kamon and Ben Snoor were going to be here with me for this Friday episode. And, you know, we have a story to tell. Uh, number, actually, you know, what the funny thing is, is a lot of stories to tell. And the last 24 hours have been a roller coaster of emotions you know what i'm saying uh i was one thing after the other and everyone's okay and everything's gonna be fine and i might be a little bit sour but just know that we're we're still here i appreciate you guys and uh that's the way it is so i had planned on having i don't even want to tell you my next guest i have a three i had three shows planned Three shows planned. I'm not going to tell you who the rest of them are because you know maybe it might not happen. I got three short. I got four shows planned. My four in four the next four shows. Well, this one only three after this one. I had them all planned, and uh, I'm at the shop. I some of you guys know I record at my shop. Maybe you don't know. I'm in my car. I have my we do knife talking out of my car, and I'm usually in the I'm in the shop outside the shop. I parked the car either in the shop or outside the shop. The sound, the sound is good. You can't hear the wind. You can't hear the, the, all the stuff happening outside. It's fine. So I was planning on having Ben and Ben on on Monday. And I was getting some work done and we were getting some work done and usually I record around 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's like a good amount of time and then it's just around enough time that I can get home and I can get the dogs walked and I can make, spend time with my family. This is the time like now my kid is getting ready to go to college. She's got like a month left in high school and she's going to be off in the world and we're all, you know, we have, that's going to be another episode. We're going to figure that all out. But, um, Three o'clock is a perfect time for me. Get a couple hours in. It's good to wind down with my guys or my girls or whatever. Wind down the podcast. And we were getting some work done. Around 2.30, I usually kind of like stop everything, kind of clean myself off working on knives. Um... And uh, we're just trying to get things going on, and we have this new thing at the shop at Fader Knives where we're we're loading new like ten knives, new knives up every week. We're on a good schedule, so it's a lot of planning out weeks ahead, and you know, working you know by Thursday, you're already working on the next week's order and stuff like that. But it's 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 very exciting and it's fun. So all of a sudden, and I'm not going to get too deep into it, um, an accident happened in the shop, and David who works with me was you know called you know, called out and I, and I I looked and it was very apparent that he needed to be taken to the emergency room an uh, accident happened it happens it wasn't the worst thing in the world but it was enough that you know decisions had to be made real quick there wasn't blood all over the place there wasn't broken bones all over the place but it was like you know you have this you everyone listening to this has this level in which they de- decide whether they need some sort of real medical attention. Not this fucking, not that bull. You know, that's a line. Not the bullshit of like, ah, just tape it up, or just get the super glue. Just get the tape up. You know, I my line of my line of from where I need to uh have that intervention. It constantly goes up. It constantly gets a little bit like I've had some deep cuts. Where you don't see the bone yet, you don't know, you start to just see a little bit of white muscle. But I think that if you tape it up, and the problem is, is my father in law, who is a cardiologist, wh- there was an accident. And my mother in law, my father and mother in law had an accident, and my mother in law cut, you know, cut part of her leg with like a glass bottle, hit the floor, jumped up, cut part of her leg, and, and it was like. It was bad. It was real bad. And I watched and he says, no, 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 we're going to clean it up and then we're going to wrap it up and then don't touch it and you'll be fine. And I mean, it was stitch worthy. Let, let me tell you, it was like, I mean, it was like a fucking, I mean, they cut ca- a huge slab off of her leg and he cleaned her up. I watched kind of carefully and then he's cleaned it up and he's wrapped it up. And he says, "Now you're not going to move for a while. Don't touch it. Don't move and you'll be fine. And in a couple days, it was like, you know, it was like, but what happened was me seeing a professional doctor do that, all of a sudden, well, I know how to clean something. Well, I know how to wrap something up. I know how to not touch something. I don't need to go to the, you know, so then all of a sudden, like my level of, uh, my level of medical intervention just bumped up like five notches when it really shouldn't have. So there have been some moments where it definitely could have been stitch-worthy, and I just kind of bailed. last time I got stitches, I kind of I kind of touched the, the bandsaw, and I it was definitely deep enough. There was like there was a, that immediate moment of like, yeah, we need some medical, we need some uh, medical, uh, we need some real medical intervention here. This is not you know this is not a duct tape situation. P.S ditch the, the the crazy glue is for the birds don't use the crazy glue the move is is having plenty of paper towel Besides in your in your medical kit you should have lots of electric tape electric tape is where it's at in terms of stopping blood and cuts and you know making sure you have it wrapped up nice and tight there ain't nothing better than electric tape that is that's it and in regards to the band-aid situation Talked to my friend Keith Deason just recently. We were on uh, Dave uh, Brennan's podcast. We were talking, and I was saying that the new best uh, band aids are the waterproof ones. They're the ones that look like they're duct tape. Those are the ones. And if anyone gives you a fabric band aid, they're fucking JV. As the that is the JVS band aid of all time. Anybody you ever see one of them. Fabric band-aids, it gets disgusting so quick. And it's like it's almost like a sponge of disgust. So get rid of them. Anyone gives you a fabric band-aid, they don't know you. They they're not for you. They're not with you. So I'm not gonna get into the gory details, but it was it was very like it was very much along the lines of David, I'm taking you to the emergency room. Just because you know he's he works for me, and that's what you do. And I'm going to tell you a flea bag story afterwards. So we, I got him some paper towel. He plugged up what he needed to plug up. Got him in the car. He felt bad. I felt bad. It was an accident. Things happen in shops that you're unforeseen. And I said, don't worry. We'll take care of it. I got him in the car. I said, don't worry about anything. Took him to the hospital. You work for me. We'll take care of it. We pay unemployment, and whatever. And should we have insurance? We're going to take care of you. Don't worry about that. Goes in. Uh, did he bring a pocket knife with him through the medical detector and I had to take it back to the b- car embarrassingly? Yeah, of course. But that's the least of our worries. Look, he had it in his pocket. He d- wasn't thinking he had just hurt himself to the point where we had to go to the emergency room. He wasn't thinking, oh, this pocket knife isn't going to fly. Well, the security guard says, you with him? I'm like, yeah, he's like, we're going to take this back to your car. You can't walk. All right, we're, we're working here. Sometimes you need a pocket knife. Picked back. I waited for him, thinking about things of talking to my business partner Tony. What do we do? All right. Well, just get the information. We're gonna take care of him when the information comes, and whatever we'll we'll deal with. You know, work. That's why we pay workman's comp, and that's why we pay insurance. And this is this happens. This stuff happens, and make sure he's okay. And we were concerned. You know, want to make sure he was all right. It was. It wasn't bad enough that you know. We didn't have to go in an ambulance. I mean, it was like you know what we're talking. You know what I'm talking about. It was just. It was. You had that level of involvement, and it was just a. It was just a a click above duct tape. It was a click. It was. eh, It was three clicks above. Three clicks above electric tape will be fine. So it was like there was. And you know, you don't want to be one of these guys. I had a job where. I cut myself at my boss's shop and he took me to the ambulance. He took me to the airport. He took me to the uh, hospital as if I was getting about to be given a new kidney or something. I mean, he was driving like a maniac. I mean, it was a cut. It was a stitch worthy cut, but he was, I mean, it was embarrassing. You know, we get into the doctor's, get into the, right before we get into the ER, he said, he whispers to me, he's like, don't tell them I'm your boss. Tell them I'm your friend. And, uh, you know, I don't want to do with work, but it was so fleabag. And I was just like, and I will never forget thinking to myself, that's some fleabag bullshit. I just can't do that. So I'd get in the car, we'd drive off. And then it reminded me of another time where my father, my father, when I was younger, hired me to paint one of his barns with the guys at his job. And he was away, my dad was away. And then the guys at the, at his winery and I were going to paint the barn and they didn't have ladders. So they had me standing on a, the tractor, like I was standing on the wheel of the tractor and like rolling out this fucking barn. It was so, I mean, talk about back. Something happened and I fell off the tractor and my leg hit the, uh, the trailer hitch of the tractor and it fucking opened my leg up, opened my leg. I mean, it was like, what? it was like, there was no question that it was stitch worthy. It was, there was no like, well, do we think we could tape this motherfucker? And we was just like, that is, that is the one, the ones that are immediately, we got to go to the doctor are the scary ones because you're just like, there is no, we're not even plugging this motherfucker up. I mean, it like smashed open my leg and it was like this big gash. And the whole lame thing was, was everybody, the first thing they said at the, my dad's guy said, was they're going to, he's going to, you've got, we're going to get fired, we're all going to get fired. It was just like, wasn't like, let's go to the hospital. And it was like, oh, we're all going to get fired. I'm like, gonna get fired? I fell off the tractor? And we're going to just get my fucking... Stitch. So one of the guys... Sent his called his girlfriend and his girlfriend took me to the hospital to get stitches. It was lame. It was really fucking lame. And then my dad was like, not paying the bill. It was like you know I remember this, we're talking 1996. No 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 1994 1995. I think it was like 700 bucks for stitches. It was like he was pissed and he was like kind of not gonna pay. And I was like, what the fuck? You're not gonna pay my you fu- I fucking painting your your goddamn barn. I'm, I'm standing on your bullshit ladder which is a tractor and I fell off you're not gonna take care of it what, I'm gonna be stuck with these fuck. so that, from then on it's like as soon as you get employees it's like look this is why we're in business we're in here in business to fucking do this thing get to the hospital drop them off blah 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 bingo bango bongo comes out a couple of minutes late. you know a couple of hour two hours later and in the meantime I called up uh, Ben Snore called up Ben come on and um and this funny thing enough is this isn't even the story that I'm saying of a fucking terrible week I was glad he was okay and we you know I called up Ben sent a message to Ben sorry we can't podcast today and I kind of explained it I kept it quiet but I was like I'm really sorry I'll make it up and I just wanted to make sure he's okay he comes out I'm expecting his hand to be like wrapped up like fucking a boxer, like a Muhammad Ali. They just gave him four stitches and blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you this. It was for sure worth, I mean, it was worth it. It was like a puncture. It was like a puncture that was just like, yeah, they got to wash this out deep. So it was like, you know, glad he's okay. Took him home or took him back to the car. Made sure he's okay. Gave him today off. Want to make sure he's okay. We're going to take care of him. I'm with you. Glad he's okay. Glad he's okay. We just wanted to do the right thing. Talk to Tony. Don't worry about it. You know, this is why we pay him. You know, this is how business works. This is, that's, now this is the big boy shit. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about that. Boom. No problem. All right. So, Don, he's not worried... My business partner, Tony, is such a fucking rock. Anytime I'm going close to the edge, he's just, like, steering me back to the pool. He's like, don't worry about the fucking edge. Let's go for a swim. He's the best. Tony's the best. So, he's like, ah, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about that. So, I I come back, miss the podcast. I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't fucking feel it. I'm not going to... I I was on... Um, I was on, uh, I just recorded uh, Keith uh, Keith Drennan's podcast. I said Brennan. it's Keith Drennan. Uh, it's called, uh, it's called Making Problems to Solve. Making Problems to Solve. And it's a, he's a great guy. I. You know, why did I say Keith Drennan? It isn't Keith Drennan, God damn it. It's Dave. I made a terrible mistake. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, his Instagram handle, and I apologize deeply uh, just give me a second real quick. So what happened was, was I had so much to do this week that, uh, here it is. It's Dave Bauer. I don't know why I said Keith Drennan. I apologize, Dave, Dave Bauer. Uh, Dave Bauer's got a great podcast. Dave Bauer is a maker and he has an awesome podcast. He's a super good dude. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Keith Drennan. Um, making problems to solve. I think Keith does another podcast. I apologize. Dave's the man. Dave Bauer's the man. So I was on a, I, I already, uh, scheduled time to do, uh, the podcast with him and keep decent. That was fun. And then I'm thinking tomorrow night, Wednesday, I got to do this Thursday. I gotta, my kid is just about starting to graduate. So things are happening. And I'm trying to spend as much time with her and football season flag football season's ending. And I'm just like, I, it was too hard to reschedule for the guys. So I thought to myself, well, you know what? Fuck it. It was, a, it was not a great day. Let's just cancel the podcast for the week. And then as things are going along, I'm just like, I've been getting a lot of great messages from the listeners and it was really like, a lot of the listeners, I understand, I appreciate you and I appreciate what this podcast like this, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I'm not saying this is the best. I'm not saying Knife Talk's the best. I understand. And if I, when I do, it's always a little bit of tongue-in-cheek and we are the best. So what happens is, is, like, I understand that you need to, you know, you're, we're, you're listening and you're, we're keeping you company. I completely understand that. So, I was thinking about, I was like, ah, you know, one week is the end of the world. Blah, blah, blah. And then um, I get home and I get a message. My wife says, all right, you, well, at least you got time. You can come to the football, flag football. They're, it's a home team, home game. So, my kid... This kid is unbelievable. She decides to join the flag football team. She'd never played football before. She practiced since Thanksgiving. She joined the track team to get herself into shape. She practiced from Thanksgiving on. And she's the starting center on the varsity football team. And she's basically the captain, which is crazy. So like, she like willed herself into doing this. So th- this is a new... Flag football is new in this area. Uh, the NFL has put a pile of money into foot flag football. If you watch the Super Bowl... Uh, you'll see there was a flag football commercial with girls flag football. And it was, it was they've been pumped. The NFL has been putting a ton of money into flag football. Kid joins the flag football team. We love the coach. The girls are just getting creamed. And the girls are getting, one of the reasons why the girls are getting creamed is our our school district is like the lowest school district in terms of like, Tax money in terms of funding, our scores aren't the best. We're kind of like on the we're in Westchester County, but we're like, we're no, this is known as years of years of you know being a place where you would buy drugs. This is not an optimal part of this. Is not optimal. There's a growth, the school district is getting better, the sports are getting better, the athletics are getting better, everything's getting better. But it's like, we're not the cream of the crop. We ain't, you know, we ain't uh, Scarsdale. You know what I'm saying? You feel me. So the girls have been doing okay. Uh, they've been getting destroyed, frankly. And we go to every game. I thought freshman, uh, senior year, I don't want to miss a thing. I never missed a meet, a swim. I might have missed a one away meet or something like that. But never missed a meet. And When football came, now she don't, you know, basically the captain. F- starting center, I'm not going to miss it. And, um, so last night they played against a team, uh, from another Tawny area and I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the bleachers. The weather's nice. My wife is there There and not a lot of other Peekskill families there, but there's a whole fucking flock of these women, these moms, these, all these moms from this other school and they are so... And I'm sitting there, just like all I can think of is I'm gonna, you know, a lousy day. I'm glad everybody's okay. I'm not mad. I'm not. It happens. Accidents happen. I want to relax. I want to watch this football game, and then I want to watch the Knicks play. I'm always very, I was very, very, I was very, very optimistic that the day was gonna get better. God, God, damn it! It fucking went from bad to worse to worse to the worst. Sitting down, that other team is just like they're good but they they got a couple touchdowns and these every time the mothers from this other team are just like going out of their minds and it's so obnoxious and then all of a sudden the referees are calling all these yellow flags on the other team because they're tripping our girls they're they're extra rough they're just like, the, foot, the quarterback's getting tripped, the linemen are get, the, 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 the running backs are getting tripped. They're getting tripped, and the flag's going up, and there are penalties, penalties, penalties. And all of a sudden, after like three or four trips and penalties from the other team. I'm to lose my mind. These goddamn mothers are just, like, cacking away, and they're cheering on their team, and I understand. But it's like, there's nobody from our team. None of the parents from our team showed up. And I'm starting to get Pissed. Cause they're tripping, but they're not saying anything when they're tripping. And I'm just getting madder and madder, and all of a sudden, my wife can tell that I'm getting mad. I'm just like, "What the? What is going on?" So I started. I start talking a little bit louder. I'm like, "What's going on? What is going on?" And I'm like, "What is with the tripping?" And I, I wanted it just loud enough that they could hear, just loud enough that these mothers could hear me. Because I was just like, "I'm now. I'm ready." I'm ready for action. I'm ready to beat some. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to fight. Because it's like, you know, it's one thing to get beaten up. It's one thing to be, you know, kind of dirty, playing against people who are dirty. So we're, uh, it's getting worse and worse, and the girls are getting beaten worse, and the, the mothers cheer when there's a f- good catch or a good sack or anything like that for their team. But when the dirty stuff comes, it's silence, and then all of a sudden there's, we, there's a security guard there who, uh, I, we know, and she's perfectly fine. Security guard for school security. Guard. I don't do nothing. And, um, there's silence. And I said, I, I just, I just got so mad. I just turned to the security guard. I said, aren't you going to do something? And she, everyone just looked at me at <laughs> the, all the Peekskill mothers looked at me. I turned to the security guy. So you're security. Can't you do something? And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, somebody has got to do something. Our girls are getting tripped on. Can't you go down to the field and arrest somebody or do something? I said, somebody's got to do something. One of the, the quarterback was crying because she got tripped and tackled, and she was like, I had it. She's gets sick of this. And I was like, and I turned and I said, so at some point, somebody's got to do something because we're getting tripped every five minutes. And then all of a sudden, it, the our team's family started laughing and they got quiet. The you old know, cackling old ladies on the mothers on the other side. they yeah, ain't saying nothing, you know. But I'm just like get mad and then the other problem is is like you don't want to start getting involved with you know arguing in the stands that's kind of lame but at the same time i'm you're from new york you say what's on your mind you know what i'm saying a little bit a little bit of shot across the bow isn't the end of the world you know we're not gonna we're not gonna all gonna you know dissolve in the sugar we're not gonna you know we got a little bit of backbone we're from new york just say a little something it's okay and I wanted to start a cheer. I wanted to start. This is the cheer I told my wife I was going to do and she said, "Don't do it." I said, "You be tripping. You be tripping." And I wanted to do you be tripping. I wanted to I wanted to do a you be tripping chant. So the game ended, we lost, My kid. we picked up my kid, the first thing she says is, God damn, those girls were so dirty, they were so dirty. You're not supposed to, when you're blocking, you're not supposed to hold people, they were holding people. And I said, well, why don't you guys hold people? Because we always get caught. The Our team is known, our, our town is known for, we're a bit on the thuggish side, so that anytime we do anything, we're on the microscope. So we got our asses whooped and we are coming home and and, and we, were, we were happy to see my kid play. She had a good try, time and and I was, I didn't go crazy. I didn't, you know, yell at the mom, the moms from others. I mean, they're cheering on their own kids. I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, at what point is it, you know, <laughs> what am I going to do? i Am going to start an argument with these people? No, of course not. So we're heading home. And all I can think of is, yeah, look, the it's the weather's nice. We had a good time, got some exercise, got a couple more games. There's a couple more games this week I'm gonna make sure I get to. And then um the Knicks are gonna play. The Knicks are gonna play, they're down in Miami
1: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc
0: are down two to one against miami they lost their first game they won their second game in in the garden and then they lost the third game. So, well we're gonna get to that so the, as as far as yes So, as far as last night was concerned, they were down two to one going down to Miami to play. Uh, Is that right? Yes, two to one. And you got to win. You got to win. They got to win. They got to win. Um, No. Well, they had already been one to one. They had been one to one. They lost one in New York and won one in New York. And they were going down to. We we're going down to Miami and I believe they, yes. And they lost one. So they were down two to one in Miami. They had to win. They had to win. They had to win. The game. So you get home and I see that there's some packages on the, on the porch. And, um, I look at the packages on the porch and I notice that one is, you know, UPS, USPS box and it has handwriting on it that looks very familiar. It looks familiar because it's my handwriting. So I see... This box that looks very familiar. I use the USPS boxes for shipping, and I immediately realize this is one of my packages that I've sent out—a knife uh, to a customer. It has been returned. I wonder why. And I look at it, and I see custom labels on it, and I see the Border Patrol on it, and I see this, that, the other thing. This has come from the UK. This this package has come from the UK. I don't ship a lot to the UK. International shipping is the bane of my existence. I wish it was easier Uh, through this podcast, through Knife Talk, through everything else. My life would be a lot easier if if shipping abroad was easier. And the problem is, is it's expensive. And what happens is, is, is it's expensive and it's not fast. So you're paying a lot of money for not fast shipping so what happens is you it's is it worth it to you so if you have if we have figured out ways in which we charge the bear we charge a price and once the package is weighed and shipped we'll get the real price and then we'll we'll um we will uh Refund the balance. I don't make money off shipping. I don't make money off shipping. And I know that a lot of times there are guys who listen to this podcast who want to buy hats and want to buy shirts and I want to sell them to you, but I cannot just free shipping outside of the United States. It's just too expensive. So there'll be an extremely, you know, we have a base price for international shipping based on where you're going. And then we refund the balance because we're not here to make money. We're here to do the thing. And you will see on your box, how much they, we're getting charged, and we try to use priority because it's a little bit on the safer side, it's a little bit on the faster side. There's a little bit more tracking. It's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to it. And what happens is, is the pat when I when I send, I go to my post office, I do the packaging, I give them the customs. And we're going to talk about talking customs, and then. Um, it goes to wherever, and it's given to whatever country's postal delivery system is, and then it becomes, it kind of comes out. It's no longer in the hands of the USPS, so there's no tracking afterwards. There's no tracking. There's tracking, but they're like, you can't go if you if it, once it gets handed over to the foreign foreign postal service. You, I mean, the USPS can't do anything else, right? So I look at the package and then the name looks familiar and then the, and all of a sudden it kind of comes to me that it's a package of three knives. I remember, I remember it was a big order. Anytime people are buying something, they're going to, to the UK or EU, they're not buying one thing. It's just like, we might as well, if we're going to do it, let's do it. This was a package of two, of three knives. It was a big, it was nice, it was a nice sale, real nice sale. And I'm thinking to myself, that's so weird. Why would it be sent back? And there's like stickers and this, that, and the other thing. And I can't really figure out why it was sent back. And um, so I was like, well, I should, I'll, I looked up the order, which was in February. Now we're in, we're in the beginning of, what are we in, May? This is May. This is like the first week of May. It went out in February, February, March, April, May, three months, three and a half months, you know, it came back. So I, I, I found the, the guy's email. Send him a message saying, "Oh, this is so weird. The package I sent you in April and I or February, I give him the the, the uh, give him the uh, give him the tracking number, all the information. Give him the refund for the balance. Uh, it came back. It's so weird. Um, if you want, so send him an email i 'I'm really sorry that that happened. Um, if you want, I can send it again. If you have a different address or you want me to do a different thing, or uh, let me know what you want to do and uh, whatever you want." So that was the end of that. I sent a message to Tony. sent a message to Allison. Oh, this is so weird. This happened. And it was a lot of money. It was $1,700 worth of knives. I mean, it was like a lot of money. So I wanted to make sure. And I was like, oh, what are we going to do? And in my mind, I'm like, are we going to recharge him for shipping? I don't want to be that guy. Let's just, you know, it's a lot of money. Let's blah, blah, blah. That's the end of it. It's in the evening. So by the time he got it, he was probably asleep. You know, I'm getting the, I'm sending the email out at six o'clock at night in New York. It's probably like one o'clock in the morning in Europe, blah, blah, blah. You understand. So that's the end of that. Talking to Tony, told, told everybody what's going on. They all were CC'd on the email, um, blah, blah, blah. Make dinner, still kind of like, that's so weird. The box looked kind of beat up and looked at, like taped. And I was like, oh, this box kind of went through the ringer. Uh, it looked like it'd been opened and I'm like, I wonder, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out in the morning. I couldn't really decipher anything. So we had dinner and then I got ready for the Knicks game. I had to listen on the radio because I don't know what the... F- it's so hard to scream anything now and you got to have a subscription to this. And then you have to check in with your your cable company and you have to... What's your TV provider? And then you have to have your thing there. And then it's just like a fucking production. So I watched a little bit on the a preview channel and then I listened and the Knicks are like, it's a heartbreak situation because this has been such a great year for them. And they the fact that they've gone through the first round of the playoffs is awesome. They did great against the Cavs. They won four to one. They're playing they're playing a team, the Heat they were supposed to beat the Heat was like the eighth seed and, and the Knicks are the fifth seed. That means that they're just, everyone's saying, the professionals are saying, everybody's saying that the Knicks should win. I'm just going to open the door because it's a little bit, I'm getting a little hot and bothered already. So I'm thinking to myself, they got to win tonight. They've already, they're down. They split the, they split the games in the in New York and then the Knicks and then the Heat won the first game in Miami and they got to win tonight. They got to win. And they're a great team and Jalen Brunson's awesome and they're a, you know, hard scrabble team and the bench is good. And, um, you know, Hartenstein's great. And Josh Hart's awesome. I love Josh Hart and Jalen Brunson and Keith Robinson. Awesome under the, under the net. And, and, uh, Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly and all they're all it's just like a team that you want to root for they're like kind of underdogs and they've and, and Julius Randall and RJ, Bar- Barrett, uh, R.J. Barrett they're just all you know you, you root for them it's watching the game and they're just they just cannot Jimmy Butler has just got their number Jimmy Butler on the heat has got their number and this is going to be the story of the year the story of the year is going to be Jimmy Butler because this guy is like the face of the Heat and the Heat were just well, I'll tell you what was hap what happened is Steph Curry has changed basketball because he is like the king of that deep three shot. And now these guys are really practicing and learning how to hit the threes deep. And what happens is is like no matter how many layups you do. A three point, a three is going to give you more points uh, statistically than a fucking layup or a dunk. A dunk looks awesome, but it's only two points, and a three is three points. So all these guys are learning how to like really do awesome from uh, from the three point range, and they're just winning. And, And the Knicks are not a three point team. They're just, and for some reason in the playoffs, they've just been lousy at it. And we could go into it and we could go into it. What's the point? But I'm, you know, obviously Fader Knives is, I, I am in the tank for the Knicks. I went to see the Knicks, had a great time with the Knicks. I made Knicks colored t-shirts. I made Knicks colored t-shirts about six years ago. And I'm like, let's fucking bring, Knicks are in the playoffs, let's bring them back. Made more Knicks shirts, sold the Knicks shirts. I made, I get so many custom orders for people who want to make, who mean to make knives with uh, the colors of their favorite baseball team or football team. I made my own, I made some, fuck it, let's make some Knicks colored knives. So I made four Knicks colored, you know, funny thing is, is like, the Knicks were not playing great. And it was all, based on how they were playing the first couple games, was going to determine how many Nicks-colored handled knives I made. So originally the idea was like, I'm going to make five or ten Nicks-colored knife handles. And then all of a sudden it went right to four. Like, I'll make two hidden tang, make two full tang. We'll do the royal blue, the hunter orange, and cross our fingers. Well, the Knicks have been stinking up the joint, and this round of playoffs have been really just, they've just not been able to kind of get ahead. The only game they did very well against was when Jimmy Butler was not playing, and that was like they barely scratched through it. Um, It was a sad game. This particular game, so it was game four, was better than most because it just seemed like you could tell that they were – they were understood the situation. They were getting beaten up in the press and New York sports radio is just brutal and stuff like that. So they turned it up. They clearly turned it up. It just wasn't enough. And they lost uh last night and it was a drag. And I was bummed out. So that more that day I took my guy to the ER. I'm glad he's okay. We're gonna see him tomorrow. We're gonna get him back in shape. I'm take care of him. Don't worry about that. But it sucked for him. He wasn't psyched about it. I wasn't psyched about it. It happens. Uh, But, you know, this is, you live and learn. This is is what happens in shops. Accidents happen. Luckily, it wasn't that bad. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Kid gets her shit kicked in. (laughs) Kid gets her shit kicked into the flag football from the dirty kids. And then the Knicks lose. I'm going to go to bed. Time for bed. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough loss. Had enough loss. Get into bed, not feel great about any of it. I hate going to the hospital. Uh, Obviously, who likes going to the hospital? You've got to be crazy. Uh, It's that feeling of like that trauma. And you just, you know, you're going to be, you got, you're good for a couple fucking hours. uh, It's the worst. It screws everything up. Go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. So I wake up in the morning. My wife and I wake up like quarter to five. First thing you do, get your phone out, get your reading glasses on see if there's any emails, got an email from the guy I shipped the knives to. came back and he responded to my email saying, what should we do about your order? What should we do about your order that was sent back? So he, he wrote back, if it's not too much hassle, I just want my money back. Um, and that was it. Thank you. And I was like, oh, that's just not what you want to do do you know you're just like what you want your money back what you want your money back I it's not my fault I mean I don't know what happened so I wrote back I'm like well you know whatever you want I mean I I'm happy to resend your knives uh I just wrote my back email I can resend them they, they're in good shape uh, I'm happy to resend them and he goes no I just want a refund and then he said, and then he wrote and then he wrote, I just want a refund. Cuz I wrote I wasn't expecting to come back. I said I wasn't expecting to come back. I've normally I thought maybe I thought maybe what happened was was for some reason, you know, the border patrol or customs found something they didn't like and just decided, "Fuck it, we're sending it back." Who knows? I had no idea. And then when I wrote to him, like I didn't know this was going to happen. I don't, you know, this has never happened before. I can, send, I'm happy to send them back. And he wrote, "No, I want a refund. I wasn't expecting them to be shipped back." That he kind of said that, but then he said, "I wasn't expecting to be charged customs. I wasn't expecting to be charged customs." So upon further inspection of the of the of the package. It looks like they were, they were, when the package arrived, it was re- rejected from the, I, I'm making the assumption, I'm making the assumption, I don't know, I mean, but it seems as though based on what he said, was he wasn't expecting to get a customs charge. It seems as though he refused delivery because of a custom charge. Let's talk about customs charges. When you're sending stuff abroad, depending on what you write in the, on the customs, you're going to be charged a, like a duty tax or this, that, and you know, the fucking thing. Customs, from whatever. I know this because I can't send anything to Craig Lockwood in France because he says when you send anything to Craig Lockwood, he's got to pay, no matter what it is, like the French they want a piece of everything, even like a gift, so if you send a gift, if I were to send a gift to Craig, he's got to pay, and he's just like, I don't want to pay, I don't want to pay, so don't send me anything, so like, he stopped, there's people who send me stuff to send to him, he doesn't want it yet, because he doesn't want to fucking pay, at some point, I'll get it to him, I'll figure something out, but He does not want to pay. And what happens is is these guys get fucking tired of paying. Imagine every time you got a package, no matter what it was, you had to pay. That's what he has to do. So what I normally do with international stuff is because I fucking hate that shit. I hate the fact that you're paying a lot of money for shipping. Like I can ship something to New York and it'll get there in two days from where I am. and It'll be seven bucks in the the immediate area. Seven dollars, seven fifty or what the most, you know, the most United States is going to cost like 20 bucks at the most. But I mean, if I'm shipping something to Canada, like a fucking t-shirt, it's going to be $45. And it's crazy. And if you go to to the UK, it's going to be like upwards of $70 to $80. So what I try to do is I try to also limit the exposure of what I'm sending out. I don't want there to be any problems. I know that in the UK they have a lot of knife laws. I know that there are... There's a lot of problems in regards to what you can and can't have. I don't also want to get the person who's receiving in trouble. So, what I'll write it on the customs is, and if this is wrong, then I'm wrong. I'm telling you what I do. I write kitchen tools. It's a stupid fucking thing. I don't know. Figure something else out. I know some people, I want to write something that's not very, you know, it's kind of like goes under the radar. Kitchen tools isn't the best thing to write, but I mean, that's what we're going with, and it's been working. And then I'll check off that it's a gift and not merchandise. And then I won't write the value being $1,700. I'll put in 50 bucks, 75 bucks. In this case, I don't know what I thought, why I thought 300 bucks. I thought, don't go crazy. Don't be like, you know, oh, this is $5. I mean, it's heavy. You know, it's heavy. Three knives, it was heavy. So I wrote 300 bucks. It's for customs. I could have wrote 1,700 bucks. didn't, 300 bucks. So apparently... When he went to pick it up, they fucking, I don't know what kind of bill they gave him, the customs gave him. I have no control. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how they charge. I don't know how they charge, what they charge. The the guy bought $1,700 with the knives. And then for some reason, I'm assuming, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but I could be wrong. He refused it because he didn't want to pay the fucking customs. And that's fucking lame. It's lame because it was, it was, you know, (laughs) that's not my fault. It's not my fault. No one's ever, the only times I've ever been asked for a refund, one woman asked for a refund because she was, she said she was in a car accident and she just got an oyster knife. I was like, all right, you're 175 bucks back. I ought to help you with your car accident. And then there was another guy who just didn't like the knife. This is years ago when my knives were on the thicker side. But I don't really get a lot of, there's not a lot of refunds. And if there were, we were ready for them. But at the same time, it's like a refund from five months ago is just kind of like, you know, you want a refund. You you spent, I had a guy who accidentally bought two knives one week. So he says, I made a mistake. I only wanted one. All right, we refunded him direct. But when you're asking for a refund from like five months ago, four months ago, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, you know, kick. So I call the team and they, what are you going to do? We shouldn't, we, this is nothing that, and I'm like, ugh, we should show, they, you know, re, restocking theater. I'm like, I'm not going to fight this guy. One of the things that I won't do is I'm not going to fight. I'm not fighting people. I'm not going to say, well, this isn't, you know, a lot of knife makers, be like, well, this isn't my problem. And, and he, here's the crazy part. This is the reason why I don't understand it. If he refused the package when he got it, he didn't email me immediately to say I'm sending it back. He waited for me to respond, which makes it kind of weird. Like, I think he was hoping that I was going to, like, respond back. Like, I could have done nothing. I could have been, like, a fucking asshole, a flea bag, and I could have been like, okay, great, great, I got the money and the knives back. Could have done nothing. But I was like, obviously, I want him to have it. He paid all this money for it. I want him to have it. You know, I was willing to pay. I was willing to to hit, you know, pay for the shipping anyway. So it was weird, and, and I was like, all right. So he was very, like... When you get emails and they're very direct to the point and they're not floral and they're not like, you know, wordy and responsive, they're very brusque, you know, it's just like there is no, there's no argument. When somebody decides that they want a refund and they say it as in as few words as possible, ain't going to turn their, you ain't going to change their mind. I wasn't in the mood to like go back and forth with this person either. So I just wrote back, I'll, we'll take care of it today. So I sent a message to my team. All right, guys, we're gonna I explain what happened. You know, luckily for us, the you know, it's not fish. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna go bad. These knives are gonna go bad. And um we uh we issued a refund and my team was like, we're charging them a restocking for shipping and inhaling. This is your department. Ain't my, ain't my department anymore. I I I've I just want to be done with it. And I want to do the right thing. And you know, I don't want to be known as a person who takes advantage of people. I don't want to be known as a person who is, and I'm not trying to like, you know, give myself a pat on the back, but I mean, I've worked and known so many flea bags, real flea bags. When I call you podcasters flea bags, I'm fooling around, but I know people who are total shit, garbage human beings. I don't want to be that way at the very least when, the, when it's all said and done and my, you know, I've said my last words and it ain't over. It's all gone and I don't need a lot of people talking about me, but it would be nice if people didn't call me a piece of shit when I'm dead. <laughs> that's all I want. That's I mean, that's the minimum. I mean, that really is the minimum when I'm gone and it's over i don't want to be called a piece of shit you know that that's it i mean that would be nice that's my legacy he was not human garbage. he said he was human garbage yeah he wasn't really human garbage that's what i want that's the bare minimum i think i can handle that fine just pay him just take care of him get rid of it i'm not going to argue i know a lot of knife makers would be like well you know the bylaws and they give this fucking walmart law degree all of a sudden you know when you Country. i know all about it you're a fucking genius and you, you're such a genius i don't want to do it just give him his fucking money back get him out of my life get him out of my life it's over i'm done i don't want to fight i don't want to fight we have to work to do david's out he's i told him to take the day off his hand feels like shit he i gotta make up for time now i'm dealing with this fucking seven hundred dollars take care of it just take care of it just take care i just all i said was tony we have enough money to pay this guy back and he says definitely i'm like fucking pay him back and i want to hear about it again and tony to his credit said don't think about it anymore it's enough it's enough it's enough with this guy just we'll pay him and get on with it you're you got too much to do so i paid him Az was furious. She's oh, this guy. She wanted to let it. Az is the best. She is very loyal to us, and she wants to fight. And I don't want to fight. She's from Philly, so she wants to fight. I don't want to fight. Yes, give him the money back. Give him his money back. Just get him out of my life. So I, the knives are in good shape. The box was open, but they were not unpacked. The uh, the the carbon steel knife had a nice slick of camellia oil on it. It traveled perfectly. So that hunter knife. If you're looking for a carbon steel hunting knife. It's on the website. And if you're looking for some knives, I got knives available. Don't fuck with that fucking guys with these are patreons. You want to support this podcast? Go, go over to faderknives.com. Buy yourself a print. Buy yourself some. Here's another commercial. Buy yourself a print. Buy yourself some merch. Get yourself a knife. I'm telling you, faderknives.com. Get on the newsletter. All right. So that was that. And then um, I got back into it, uh, got into getting some work done and it was very like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm going to be on uh, Dave Bauer's podcast this afternoon. I don't have time to do uh, Knife Talk. I don't have time to do Full Blast with uh, Ben and Ben. And I had a special plan. I got all this new uh, weird news I'm going to do with those guys. and We're going to talk about, you know, what, going on with them but, and I just rushing that sh- rushing some of these shows is a mistake when you rush a sh- uh, interview especially with two guys that you're very fond of and they're very funny and they're very clever and they're and it doesn't pay it doesn't pay to rush them through so we're gonna get them back sooner rather than later I gotta figure out a time this is the way it is so I thought to myself well look hey listen at the very least you got a little bit of content. You got a little bit of content. You tell your story. You tell the last 24 hours have been a kick in the balls, which is fine. No problem. This is the difference between business and not business. It's not, you know complain and you complain and you complain. But you get through it. It's all over. We're going to take care of it. David's got the stitches. He's going to be back. We paid this motherfucker for his money we got the knives back we want to sell them. no problem listen this is it we pay the health insurance or the insurance the the business insurance we pay the workman's comp We pay all that stuff that's why you do it you do it because that's the way it is and that's how it is and all i wanted and it reminded me of something to bring it back to the knicks game the knicks are on the verge of being eliminated Coming back to New York, this is Friday. This is coming out on Friday, so tonight, when you when you listen to this on Friday, tonight the Knicks are coming back to the Garden for Game Five, and it's do or die. It's going to be ugly at Madison Square Garden. I will tell you that it will be ugly at Madison Square Garden because the excitement won't be there. It will be a It will be a Herculean effort for the Knicks to change everything and win three games straight they got to win three games straight to proceed they got to win three games straight to proceed it will be a miracle a miraculous situation it'll be a miraculous situation but and i mean it's like nobody nobody they think the knicks might take one they might take one but i mean you listen to jalen brunson talk you listen to our uh, ran um uh, julius randall talk they look defeated. They look like they've already lost. And you know what? It was a successful season. I'm rooting for them. I'm gonna have my blue skies, orange my blue and orange skies shirt on. They got from my man Spike Lee. Spike Lee's the man. And all this brings me back talking about the hospital visit, talking about um, refunding this guy. It reminds me of my man Spike Lee. Spike Lee, love him or hate him. I don't like that expression, love him or hate him. So it's so like it makes you makes me feel like you already hate him. Fucking Spike Lee's the man. Spike Lee's the man. If you're not a New Yorker, I understand why you don't like Spike Lee, but if you're a New Yorker, Spike Lee is an institution. He's an institution. One of the great filmmakers of all time. A very important filmmaker. Do the right thing. Jungle Fever. Malcolm X. Uh, the list goes on. He now love Spike Lee and a notorious Knicks fan. This dude. A season ticket holder from day one. As soon as he got season tickets, he kept them, and he would go to the when the Knicks have been terrible. The last ten years, the Knicks have been bad. And there have been these great players. I remember Patrick. I remember when Patrick Ewing was playing for Georgetown. I remember watching the game where he was playing for Georgetown, and it was amazing. In the final, uh the in in uh, in uh, March Madness. I remember when he played for Georgetown, and I, I remember someone saying he's that guy's going to the Knicks, and it was so exciting. And then when Patrick Ewing played for the Knicks, it was awesome. Stefan Marbury and and uh, Latrell Sprewell and John Starks, and the list goes on. You you could go back to Earl of the Pearl Monroe. You could talk about um, just the, the the history of the Knicks are just awesome, and I love being a New Yorker. I love the Knicks, and I think about I think about uh, Spike Lee, and I think about his his movie "Do the Right Thing," and I'm wearing the Spike Lee shirt. I'm wearing the blue and orange skies, and all I can think of is got to do the right thing. And this whole last 24 hours, all I wanted to do was the right thing. I wanted to do the right thing and take care of my guy and take care of this business thing. And it sucked. It this last I would say this last 24 hours, last 48 hours, let's say last 36 hours, were not great. And 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 I'm not mad at anybody. And it's, and it's, it's, it's just the way it is. And it's, I'm trying so hard to handle things out of my control better. I can hit deadlines. Like I'm a deadline guy. They need 10 knives by the, by Friday. I got you. I got you. You need something made by a certain time. I got you. I got to make a railing for these, my neighbors, my man, John Ledford's going to come down. We're going to do a quick railing before an before an inspection. I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But I swear, the stuff that is out of your control, it's how you deal with it. And you just got to do the right thing. So that's it. So there we are. So, I mean, this is a short one. And uh, I don't normally do these things. But uh, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And uh, next, I did not I almost bailed the whole thing, frankly. I was so bummed out that I couldn't get Ben. And I wanted to give Ben and Ben... The time and energy I try to spend a week before the podcast preparing for the podcast, and I wanted to give them the, the best possible. So I'm going to get them back at some point. It won't be in the next day or so, but I'm gonna have them. And I got some good guests coming up. Um, thank you for all your support. A little bit of a uh, little bit of um, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, last week we had uh, we had uh, Dr. Laren Thomas. Uh, on, and Dr. Larry Thomas was awesome, and a lot of people really, really, really loved his his book. And now that I find out that his new book, his new book, "The Story of Knife Steel." It's called the Story of Knife Steel: Innovators Behind Modern Damascus and Super Steels by Dr. Larry Thomas is available now. You can get it on Amazon, or you can go to KnifeSteelNerds.com and you can get it through him. You can get the paperback, you can get the hardcover, you can get the PDF. If you're a flea bag and you want to get a flea, the PDF, I I'm not hurting. I'm, it's not hurting me. I, if you want to get the PDF, because just that's the way you like to read off your phone. God bless you. Don't go ahead. Don't head. You want. You don't want to sit on the toilet and get your lug your computer. I guess you could lug it on your phone. You bring your phone to the toilet and read it. But nonetheless, go get yourself that book from Dr. Laren Thomas. And there is no Patreon for Fader Knives. There is no Patreon for the Full Blast podcast. There will be no Patreon for Knife Talk. And you know why? Because we do the ad reads. I do the ad reads in the beginning, and somehow Craig sticks in a. Uh, I don't know how else Craig sticks in the. The uh, commercials through Red Red Line or whatever it is, or the 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 company that handles these things. Trust me, no one's more. You know, I wish it wasn't the way it is, but I mean, got to pay him too. But if you want to help me, uh, Fader Knives, uh, you want to help the Full Blast Podcast. Why don't you go buy some merch? Go buy some merch from Fader Knives. That's how it helps me. That how it helps me. But besides going into and uh, supporting my sponsors. Go to Fader Knives, support me. Don't be one of them flea bags who says, why do I need to buy one of your prints? Why do I need to buy your progression print if I can just screen cap it? Those are fucking flea bags. Do you want to support me? Support me. Go get yourself a hat. Go get yourself a shirt. Go get yourself whatever you want. That supports me. I'm like, buy yourself a knife for Christ's sakes. So what what's the matter? You gotta cut your you gotta cut your sandwich with something, right? Might as well cut with one of my knives. And that's the end of that. So here's where we're at. We got good shows coming up. There's one show in particular I'm very excited about. Um, I'm not telling you. There's a, there's some good ones coming up and in the, in the pipe, but there's gonna be one real special one coming up very soon that I'm really working hard on. And um, with that said, I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I hope your drive's okay. I hope everything's fine. I want to once again. I want to thank all the people who reach out to 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 me to say how much this podcast means to them and Knife Talk and all that. And um, thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, uh, special shout out to my man, Richard R.G. R.G. sent me a nice care package. He's uh, He sent me a nice care package. I want to thank you, R.G. You're in. Richard Gilliam, you are, uh, you are a very special guy. And uh, we're, we're all rooting for you. Uh, I know you're going through it. And I want you to know that uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you very much. And I appreciate all the other people who uh, are so thoughtful and kind and generous towards me. Don't send me anything, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, with that said, uh, we'll see you next week. So, um, yeah, it was weird. I hadn't done a solo in a while, but, you know, that's the way it is. All right, guys. We gonna see you next week. All right? All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers.
1: BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion150. Then